Well, hi everybody and welcome to um, a, a very special Kings of Anglia podcast for myself, Mike Bacon. Um, I, I, I hope you're going to enjoy this podcast with, 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 with a man here who's, well, he's had a little bit of time at Ipswich Town, I've had plenty of time at many other clubs, um, but um, look, he's... I'm not going to the introduction. He's played nearly 500 league and cup games um, in the football league. It was tremendous. Um, and he played a couple for Ipswich Town, but one game he played before he played in the first team was one we all remember very well back in 2005, FA Youth Cup final against Southampton. Um, this little whippersnapper, because that's all he was then, a whippersnapper of a 15-year-old comes on the pitch, smashes in the top corner and wins the wins the Youth Cup for Ipswich Town back in 2005. For those of you who remember what a night that was and um, terrific for so many young players then uh, and, and a great night. And look, he's gone on um, to play for, for loads of different clubs, Yeovil, Millwall, MK Dons, Bristol Rose, had a, a, a terrific career. And can you believe it? He's now back in the county. He's back at Stowmarket Town, where he's he's turning out for them this season. We'll find out a bit more about why that is in a moment. Um, but it's, look, it's great to have him here. It's Ed Upson. Ed, delight to have you. Thank you ever so much for coming on the Kings of Anglia podcast. And how are you? I'm great. Yeah, thanks for having me. Be looking forward to it. I hope you didn't mind me calling you a whippersnapper. That was a bit cheeky. No, really, that's a long time since I've been a whippersnapper. <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute because uh, that was a great. That was a great evening. I'm sure you've talked about it many times. But hey, we, we how many how many Ipswich Town players have scored winners in cup finals? Not that many. No, you're asking no. the wrong person. Well, I'm t- telling you, trust me, there isn't many. Wasport's <laughs> the biggest one I could think of, but you're right up there. Anyway, <laughs> hey, look, um, Ed, you're at um, you're at Stone Market Town. I mean, this is why. We're, I mean, you're at Stone Market Town this season. Um, you're at Stevenage last season. Um, you know, don't mind a little bit of a drop. No disrespect to Stone, because I love Stone Market Town, great non-league club. And Dean Bonich, of course, was there last season. So he was, he was. So talk us through, Ed. What's what's happened? What's happened? Um. Yeah, but that question a few times, to be honest. But um, it's it's a decision I've not taken lightly because I had offers to stay uh, professional and full time, um, and it was it was the toughest decision I've I've ever had to make. I'll be honest in my career. Um, you know, I've always, I've always had those sorts of decisions where you know, do we take this club or that club, and it means moving here or moving there. But this was a a different decision for me, and um, yeah, to sort of to purposely choose not to stay in the professional game I think is a big decision um, rather than sort of being forced into it or or injuries taking hold but um, I, I'm sort of ready for the decision now it's it's a it's a decision based around family and home and um, and Stowe Market are, are, are a good club um, good people there good manager some good players um, and it's a, it's a decision that's that's not, not be taken lightly by me because obviously you're born in Bury, so I mean it's, you're a Suffolk lad. I mean this, you know, so this is mm. this is home, I suppose. Has Suffolk always? I mean, you've been all over the place, different clubs. But has Suffolk always been your home, sort of thing? Uh, well, this is well. When I came to Stevenage, it was the first time I'd moved back home to my to my home home um, since I left Ipswich. And actually, at Ipswich, I lived in Digs there, so I wasn't actually at home when I was at Ipswich either. So I suppose since I've since I was sixteen, I haven't lived at home. So this is it's been sixteen years in the making. Um, and that's another part of the reason I've got two young children. Uh, my eldest goes to school in September. Um, I didn't want to miss those sort of school years if she went to school here and vice versa. I didn't want to drag her around changing her schools as I move around the country. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a family decision. Uh, it's a decision to be at home. Like, like I said, 16 years is a long time to be away and I'm pleased to be back. 
That's fantastic. Well, that's great. Family is always very, very important. Ed. I think you know a lot of people will, will, will sort of understand that completely, and it's great. And Stone Market Town, as I say, um, I'm a very keen non-league fan myself, so I know what's going on down there. And a club on the up. To be fair, club on the up. I mean, Dean Bowditch was I said Dean Bowditch was was there last season. Have you spoke? Did you speak to Dean? I suppose you must have spoken to Dean about. Yes, yeah, I, I spoke to Dean a lot because when I went to Yeovil, I followed him down there. He was there the season before. Then he went to MK Dons. I then followed him to MK Dons a few years later. Um, so Dean's one of, my, one of my good mates in football, and um, yeah, I spoke to him, and he, he spoke very highly of the club. Um, he said they're a club going places, and everyone I spoke to sort of echoed that as well. And from what I've seen in training and a couple of preseason games we've had, it's, it's, it looks good. I'm, I'm it, you know, I'm sort of enjoying being here, and, and some good players, some really good players that um, I said in another interview. There, there are people that play at that level for different reasons, and it's not always ability. You know, there's lots of different. Uh, factors to, to that and I think we've got a very good squad and Jack Ainsley's there isn't he Jack Ainsley's there still he was of course a former Ipswich Jack Ainsley yeah yeah Chris Casement Reggie Lamb all uh, all Ipswich uh, youth now Chris Casement 2005 Youth Cup winning team I believe he was part of yeah, that I, I he, think was. he was with yourself so let's 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 talk let's, let's, let's Seamlessly, Ed, you've seamlessly took us into the FA Cup <laughs> winning team. <laughs> you even you didn't even know you did it, but it's tremendous. Um, I was trying to get you to talk about it, to be honest. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> round to it. I'm round to it now. We're five, we're five minutes in. We're five minutes in. I'm round to it now. Hey, what? I mean, it was a long time. Well, it wasn't that long time ago. It probably feels an age ago, Ed. But um, for those who don't know, Ipswich Town got through the FA Youth Cup final. It was 2005 Southampton, and you you really were you were a youngster. I think you're only 15, weren't you, Ed? And uh, I was. Well, you, you would take that at school and uh, to, to come on the bench, to be on the bench that evening. Um, tell us a bit about it. Yeah, I remember I trained, I think it was a Friday night and I trained on the, because when you're under 15s, you train on Tuesdays and Thursday nights. So I trained on the Thursday night and uh, after training, Brian Klug said to me, we got, we got a couple of lads that are injured or, or maybe possibly ill and might miss the game tomorrow. He said, just come down to the stadium and uh, in your tracksuit. And if they are ill or injured, then... I'll, I'll get you involved. I'll get you on the bench, or you know, you'll be you'll be involved because I hadn't played in any of the previous rounds up to that point. Um, so, I, Dad picked me up after school and took me down to the to the stadium. We got there, and Brian said, "Look, you're on the bench," and I was, you know, nervous. I was so excited because it was such a big occasion. It was, yeah, well, you know, turning up to the stadium, there was fans all around. It's something I hadn't experienced, you know, as a 15 year old at that point, um, being involved in. Um, so I just sat there. I didn't think I was going to come on, I'll be involved. And then um, I'll never forget when Brian turned around and he was like looking down the bench and I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> Ed, get warm. And uh, yeah, the, the rest is history. It sort of just just uh, just worked out perfectly for me. It was just a night to remember. I'll never, ever, ever forget that night. It's fantastic. What was, so was it scored? Is it, was it was an extra time? Was it an extra time? Was it? Yeah, I think it was 118th minute, I yeah. think. And it's, um, was it, a, it was a it was a decent strike if I remember. It was a good strike. Took a little nick off off their defender. Just took it no. away from the goalkeeper. But no, no, but, no, no. Don't don't say that, Ed. No, straight well, no, in. That's what my friends say. But yeah, tell them there. Didn't see it right. Didn't see it where where I was stood. But it was a but tremendous. No. I mean, like you say, a fifty-year-old did come off the view of pop. Expected not to be playing, and suddenly you scored the winning goal in the youth cup. Uh, final for Ipswich Town. Of course, Ipswich Town have had so many great youngsters and youth teams over the years. I think only won it once before, though. But they've they've they've, they've had some some great. So it's, it's, a, it's a great thing. Of course, Brian Kluger's still there at, at Portman Road and uh, enjoying life. 
He is, yeah, I saw Brian. We we played um we played Ipswich under twenty threes and eighteens in a in a preseason friendly on uh Friday night and um saw Brian there. It was the first time I've seen Brian for a long time. It was lovely yeah. to see him. He's exactly as he was before and yeah. he's one of the most knowledgeable football blokes you'll ever meet. He just mm-hmm. knows his stuff inside out and just just nice to spend time with him and talk football. And as you say, Chris Casement um, with you now at Stowe Market, and of course was part of that part, part of that side. Uh, I mean, in all serious, have you discussed it since you've been back at Stowe Market? Have you sort of said, "Oh, do you remember that night, Chris?" Where you just like this gone, no, gone. No. That's a long time ago. We haven't, we haven't discussed it at all. Um, I might bring it up when I need a bit of sort of an ego boost. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, no, Chris is Chris is a, it's lovely to have Chris there actually because and Jack and Reggie and it makes uh, makes that sort of transition to a new club a lot easier. When you know you know a couple of boys, right? So that's so that, there you go. And of course, you had some good youth. You had some good times at youth football. Did, was it England? Did you play for some England um, squads, some England uh, under seventeens, under nineties, or something? I did. Ed? I did. Yeah. Just uh, which way is it? That way there on the shoulder. Oh, there's a couple now, there. See, now this is going to be really good for those who are just listening to it on on audio because you won't be able to hear all <laughs> that. But, yeah. Yeah, but for those of yeah. you who are watching on video, there's yeah. a few caps. There's four caps there, Ed. Four, four there, England caps. Yeah, there was. I played under 17s, 18s, and 19s. Oh, and, fantastic. Uh, yeah, there's some of the some of the best times. They really were. I played some good players. There were some top players. There's Andy Carroll, um, Scott Sinclair, Kieran Gibbs. Um, there's some, some good players that went on to have some serious careers. Um, and that was yeah, it was a it was a real pleasure being there. I'll never never um, forget those days. So where did you play? Uh, what, what 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 grounds did you play at? Were these at home? Were these at home, or were they away? Were they away? Do you remember? Yeah, that? no, they were all they were all in England. I think the f- yeah. first my debut was at Notts County in under seventeens. We played Turkey. Um, I played Germany away in Germany. That was under eighteens. Um, played France. I think that was at Barnsley. But it's, yeah, it's been it's been a few games like here and there, and um, I think maybe sort of made sort of seven, eight, nine appearances. Um, across the age groups and it was yeah it was a it was certainly an experience because it was you used to get picked up in a in like a blacked out car from your house and you'd be you'd be driven chauffeur driven to the hotel and it was as like a 16 17 year old it was just mind-blowing stuff you know getting picked up from your mum and dad's <laughs> it's like like prom, yeah. like prom night <laughs> every night <laughs> yeah in that fashion you know, i just i sort of wanted to ring everyone's doorbell beforehand and say come and have a look at this <laughs> But that's, oh, yeah. but that's terrific and, and and you know i think people you know, as i say ed you, you played for ipswich at that youth level in that youth game you obviously were with ipswich town you bought in suffolk and then um and, and before we, and, you, and you had a couple of games with in the first team of course and was it under jim jim and jilton um, yeah oh maybe roy keen I'm, i can't you know what? i can't it was roy keen roy oh, keen right. was the manager yeah um he actually he pulled me in his office so yeah i played a couple of games a couple of cup games and uh, he pulled me in his office one day and just said, look, if you want to really progress your career, there's no good you sitting around here and, you know, being on the bench, sometimes in the squad, sometimes out of the squad. He said, you need to, you need to play games. You need to get into, into men's football, into the professional game and, and, you know, find your own path. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me, to be honest, leaving Ipswich. Um, well, obviously, it was my local club and I absolutely loved it. And I spent, spent eight, nine years of my life there. But... Um, Leaving Ipswich is what what kicked on because you, you can get sometimes get stuck. I've seen players before get stuck where they hang about too long, they wait, they wait, they wait, and the chance never comes, and suddenly they're thrust into into 
the wilderness at the age of 22, 23, and it's, and it's too late for them. You need to be, you need to get those games under your belt. And like I said, that's, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. So you obviously got on reasonably well with Roy Keane. Obviously, those um, obviously didn't have that much time with him, but those those words of advice. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm a I'm a Man United fan, so oh, right. um, yeah. So not at the moment though, because rubbish. So pick <laughs> <laughs> and choose. Yeah. When they get good again, I'll support them again. <laughs> so that must have been that must have been quite something because obviously Roy Keane would have been a a mega hero for you. He, he was, he was, yeah, it was something, yeah. I had, a, I had a kickabout with him after training once. It was just me and him just striking balls at each other and I remember calling my dad after that session and said, you'll never guess what I've been doing today. <laughs> but that, is, that, is, that is serious stuff, isn't it? I mean, because Keane, yeah. for, for all his, you know, how he was at Ipswich, it was all a bit of a disaster. I mean, he was a terrific footballer. I mean, gosh. I mean, he's... Yeah, well, he was a real proper hero of mine yeah. growing up. Proper, you know, being a midfielder as well, he's a proper hero. So that was... um. That was an experience as well, actually, in a, in different ways. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it was it was definitely something that I think helped me develop into into who I am and having maybe a bit of resilience along the way. I think it's no bad thing. I think you're absolutely right, um, Ed. I think you're right. People can get slightly slightly trapped, you know, especially with your local club, because all you want to do is play for Ipswich Town, but it's just not happening. So how? How disappointed were you, or did you take it on the chin? Did you were you quite sort of resilient about it all? Leaving, um, I was obviously very disappointed yeah. um, because you know, like you said, local local lad, you want to play for your local team, and and uh, looking looking back, you know, in hindsight, brilliant, the best thing that could have happened. But at the time, yeah, there's those feelings of disappointment and anxiety of what you know what's next you know um we're obviously high at that point and it was it was a call from my agent to Yeovil where Dean Bowditch was going back to that um that got me down there and I had a I had a it was meant to be two days I was meant to be at Yeovil and then I was after that I was going to go up to um Oldham and after those two days at Yeovil the, the manager offered me a two-year deal there so that was that was me. I wasn't going to sort of go anywhere else after that. The over in League One, you know, solid sort of League One team at that point. So it was a, it was a decent move. It was, although being three and a half, four hours away from home, it was it was a good one. Well, it was a good move, and and you were there for you end up being there what four or five years? Four, yeah, four th- years or so? yeah, yeah, three and a half years. I was there. Now that was, three, I mean, and, yeah. and you had and you had some seriously good times there as well, Ed. I mean, you know, I, I mean, did, I did, yeah. Talk I mean, through one or two, two of them, you know. Yeah, well, well, every, every year we started, we were relegation favourites. Yeah. Um, and we the first two seasons we finished, I think, fourteenth and fifteenth. You know, mid table, never, never sort of in any real danger of of getting relegated. We had, we had a good side, and Terry Skiverton, a good manager, and then Gary Johnson took over in my third season, and. Uh, it took us to to the next level in, in League One that year, and, and we won in the talking about um, highlights was the, the semi final, the uh, playoff semi final scored a header to take take you over the winning goal to take you over to Wembley. That was like the eighty fifth minute, so it's like last minute goal again. Yeah. And uh, was that was that was that, was that at home? That was yeah, it was at home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'd lost the, we'd lost the first leg one 0 away to Sheffield United, Bramwell Lane, and then uh, second leg, first goal five minutes in. Just settled the nerves, and then obviously I popped out of a header in the 85th minute. And at that point, I hadn't scored. I don't think I'd scored inside the area before then. Certainly, probably not with my head. Uh, so it was a perfect time for that. But if anything, obviously we won. Then we beat Brentford at Wembley, 
I mean, you look at like Sheffield United and Brentford now, it's two teams yeah. that, you know, to beat in, in the semi-final and the final. And then you look at <laughs> what they've done since. Um, big names now. Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. But they're, they're obviously, my, you know, my main highlights. And if anything, I'd say that probably the semi-final is a bigger highlight than the actual final because the final itself was a hazy blur, all yeah. in all. Um, I mean, we scored early in that game and took a 2-0 lead into half-time and after half-time was just backs to the wall, just pure defending. Um, and if that anything, that was just more relief than than elation, you know? Um, but yeah, some, some real good times at the Oval. Like I said, some really good people that really brought my career on and helped me along the way. And obviously the, that final was at Wembley Stadium. Yeah. I mean... You know that must obviously the first time you played at Wembley, I assume, and 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 what, what, what you know that must just be again another terrific highlight to play to play at Wembley. You know, it's just wonderful. Yeah, yeah, we had. Um, I remember the manager Gary because he had took a team to Wembley before, and they had gone to Wembley on the day of the game. And obviously, you know, when you, when you come out, the team arrives a bit early than everyone else and takes in like the surroundings and stuff. And he had found that the team had been a bit in awe of the surroundings, you know, taking photos and selfies and. So he got us to go to Wembley a couple of days beforehand, take it in, go back to the hotel, so that when we get to the stadium on the day of the game, we've done all, we've taken all the pictures, we've seen the stadium, and it, I think it was the best thing. You know, little things like that, little details yeah. like that in football, yeah. they go so far, and it's you know people don't sometimes don't see that side to, they just see that you know the ninety minutes on the pitch, but there's so many little margins that you can you can sort of add in along the way, and I think that was for us that day that was massive doing that. Because when we got there, we, we were settled. We, we sort of we were so comfortable. We just sort of felt like we were ready for it then. And celebrations, obviously, after. But I mean, what what celebrations were there in in, in Yeovil um, after? Well, after that, must have been a, must have been a few. Because I mean, you know, at the end of the day, playoff finals. You know, for towns and club for club. You know, it's their little. It's a great. It's a fantastic occasion. And um, Ipswich had their big win in two thousand. The whole town went completely bonkers for for a week. You know, I mean, was it a little bit like that. Yeah, Yeovil, of course, come from quite a small. Yeah. National League club, really, or non-league club, have got to, to done so well. I mean, it must have been fantastic, though. Yeah, it was. I remember that night because um, we didn't we didn't want to book anything, so we didn't want to tempt fate. Because most teams, <laughs> yeah. will, most teams will, will book a night out in London afterwards. But we'll all have to be because I went to. Um, um, I heard that Brentford had a had a big night out planned that night, and obviously the whole thing just got cancelled. And a few a few years later, that happened to me um, with Millwall. We had we had. Um, we got to the player final and we had a free bar for after the game and then we had the nightclub planned and we ended up losing obviously and everyone went home by about 10 o'clock yeah. um but this 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 yeovil one we had nothing planned i remember literally after the game we were like what, what, what are we gonna do, we gonna do? <laughs> yeah so we got a few got a few beers for the bus took the bus back to yeovil and uh <laughs> went out in yeovil i think we went to weatherspoons i think weatherspoons <laughs> shut at about 12 but that was it that was the night over <laughs> Well, that's yeah. Yeovil, mind you, in all seriousness, have done fantastically well. I mean, you know, to, to achieve what they had. I remember they were great rivals with Colchester United for a little while as well and stuff. And but they were, you know, it must have must have been quite a family club down there. So what is, you know, it's a club that was, was on its way up at the time. You, you were there at a good time, Ed. It was great, and it, it, because because everyone was of a certain age, where and Yeovil is a, a certain location of the country where you have to move there. Really, you can't you can't commute or travel from anywhere. Really. Um, so everyone that plays for Yeovil lives in Yeovil. Um, and that that's another part of those sort of finer details is that the time you spend away from training with people is almost as, as important as the time you spend that training. So we would all, all go into town after training, go to the coffee shops, you know, this, this sort of, 
this sort of thing that sort of looks a bit like a jolly app is actually brilliant for team building and getting to know each other. And um, we had we had a young, hungry squad that were all there together. And it just just one of those times in football where everything comes together. It's right time, right moment, right people, and it just yeah, it just obviously took off. And like I said, looking back now, getting the oval to the to the championship seems like a ridiculous achievement. And it was at the time, but it didn't feel like that. You know, it sort of felt like we deserved to be there. And it's one of those things you look back at hindsight and think, wow, that was that's a bit of history. Now, Ipswich Town. So were you suddenly up against Ipswich Town in, in the championship? I assume you, I assume you obviously were. Yeah, yeah. Came back. Um, so was this, yeah, your first time, this your first time back at Portman Road? It was with Yeovil. Yeah, we played, yeah. We played Ipswich away, or obviously at Ipswich's home. Um, that was my first time back. So all my mates had come to the game. Yeah. Yeovil versus Ipswich, first championship game. And we lost. <laughs> I can't remember what the score was, but I know we lost. I, I, haven't, I haven't delved deeply enough at Ed, I'm afraid, to be able to come up with that scoreline. Yeah. So I have no idea. But, so, but that yeah. must have been... So the last time you jogged off Portman Road... Well, no, it wasn't Lodge Chum, was the cup win because you, you played a few uh, senior games, didn't you? But I mean, it must have been... Was it a bit strange coming back to Portman Road or did you think nothing? Uh, it, was, it was strange. I, got, I remember I got a nice reception when the... When the um, the guy announced my name over the over the tunnel. I got, and I remember every time I come back, I've had a nice reception. So that's always been really welcome because, mm. you know, I've only played sort of two games for the first team in, in cup competitions. You don't expect to get to get you know a little cheer or or whatever when your name's read over the tunnel. But obviously, the youth cup thing's gone a long yeah. way, and it was really appreciated. And and uh, yeah, had some had some know, mostly losses to be honest at Portland Road, but a couple of wins. We we had one win. Um, last season with Newport um, in the cup, and uh, Ipswich fans won't want reminding of that one. I, I well, well, when it comes, when it comes <laughs> well, when it comes to the League Cup, uh, um, Ed, we, yeah. do, we just don't bother participating. Quite frankly, <laughs> we, we just we sort of just we play our first league game, and then I don't know what we do with the second. The next second one's always like a League Cup, and we just like <laughs> don't know, we just don't bother. So, um, yeah. probably, it's a good it's a good good time to catch Ipswich Town. Actually, the League Cup first yeah. round, it yeah. doesn't matter who you are. So. But, I had one win there in the league in League One. We came down with Bristol Rovers, and um, it's about Christmas time, and we ended up winning two one. It took it took us to about I think it took us to second in the league. We were we were going mad after the game, you know, like celebrating, and we just beat Ipswich away. It's a massive thing because I think that season was the first season they'd come down, yeah. and um, took us second in the league with Rovers. And I remember coming in the dressing room after the game in Portland Road, thinking this is like. We're, we've, we've got something going on here. This is unbelievable. And the manager follows us in and goes, lads, I think that's it for me. I think this is as far as I can take you. <laughs> so I know we won that game. Actually ended up feeling like a loss. Of course, the manager quit after the town game. He did, yeah. yeah. We, we were sort of second, third in the league and it was just, just shell-shocked us. And um, yeah, that was, that was gutting. That was really gutting because I felt at that moment we, we had another sort of yeovil on our hands at that yeah. point. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah, the wheels come come flying off. It's always, rather, it's always rather interesting, Ed. You might be answers because obviously you played in the championship, played something, but you're in League One now at this point. And of course, Ipswich had dropped into League One. Of course, mm. we we obviously can sell ourselves far too big to be in League One, <clears throat> but mm. you are where you are. No, you know, seriously, you know, you are where you are. But I mean, Ipswich are a big club in League One and still currently are. Um, I mean, did do 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 teams like so Bristol Rovers come and say this is a big game Ipswich away? I mean, this is going to be you know one of our biggest of the season. Sunderland, Portsmouth, Ipswich. Is that is that the chat or? Yeah, that's a hundred percent, and I guarantee you that's the chat every club's having. 
uh, every single club you know that's, that's smaller than Ipswich in that league will have that chat of it's a cup final. Mm. You've got the big crowd, you've got the nice stadium, you've got the lovely pitch, you've got the, the decent players on the opposition. It's, it's a cup final. It, it's literally like you've like Ipswich in that division. But, but having said that, you, you have. I remember a lot of my friends are Ipswich fans, and, and when they got relegated to League One, they all said, oh, "I can't wait to just get out of this division and get back." I said, "I said it's not. Trust me, it's not." <laughs> I've spent a lot of my career in League One. It's not like how you think it is. I've played Sunderland for years, Portsmouth for years, mm. you know, Bolton. The teams don't just bounce out of the division. It's not, it's not that sort of league. Mm. Um, you've got some good, you know, you might be playing Shrewsbury and, and, and whoever, but they're good. They've got good players. Mm. Um, and you don't, just go, you don't just go around rolling teams over. And, mm. um, although having said that, I've got a good feeling about Ipswich this year. I think this, this, having said that, this is the year, I think, for them. If, it, if well, ever they had a season, this is the season. We'll talk about that near the end, right? Because that's, that's a good little, that'll be a good little way to finish, perhaps, because you bet you're right. And I think you're right. I think a lot of Ipswich Town fans are now coming around to the fact that it is a tough league. This is a tough yeah. league to get off. It is, it, it, there is no, there was like a, there was 100 points, 100 goals, and off we'll all go singing into the sunset. But I think there, there's a, there's, you know, that's, there's a reserve now that, that, that that's not going to be the case. But, but anyway, yes, you're right. Things are feeling a bit of a puzzle. We'll chat about that near yeah. the end. But going back to Ed Upson, Ed Upson, you know, your career, and I hope you enjoy listening to this on the Kings of Anglia podcast, everybody. I mean, I hope it's, it's nice to have Ed. And I say, born in, born in Bury St. Edmunds. Love Bury St. Edmunds, Ed. I mean, do you, have you been back there? Oh, it's a lovely little lovely little town, Bury St. Edmunds. You've been back lately? Uh, honestly, I think it's the best town in England. It's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I honestly do. I've, I've been about a little bit. And, and it's, uh, it's right up there for me. It's got everything you could want. Yeah. Everything you could want. It's, it's just so nice. It's just unbelievable. I tried yeah, to get my wife. had had a... I had arguments with my wife for ages. She's from up north, and I, we had this this whole chat where we're going to live afterwards. And I tried to sell her the town, and you know, try to show her around. And luckily, luckily, she's come down. Yeah, she's oh, seen the light. Berry's lovely park. They'll go to Ram Meadow and watch Berry Town. There's a little bit of non-league stuff there where we can't go on too much about non-league, but there you go. They're there as well. Berry St. Evans, lovely. So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed listening to Ed, as we say. Um, but, Ed, you're so, so Yeovil Town was a great experience and a fantastic time for you having uh, you know, a bit of words of advice from Roy Keane, perhaps to, 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 to you know, play rather than mm. get nowhere. And you're, you're now playing, now very established. And and you, 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 get a, you get a move to Millwall, which is probably very different to, very different to Yeovil. Um, how did that come about? Uh, it was deadline day. It was deadline day in January. Um, I remember my agent said, look, put, put a bag in your car at training because Millwall interested. And uh, there was a couple of other teams interested at that point. But he said, look, you, you don't know what's going to happen. So you might get a call and you might have to just drive anywhere. Um, so I remember finishing training that day in the Oval. Looked at my phone. My agent texted me saying, get in your car and give me a call. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I did that. He said, look, it's been agreed between Yeovil and and uh, Millwall. So get yourself to London and and uh, I'll meet you there and we'll, we'll go down there and get it signed. And I did that and I was excited because you know deadline day moved to you know closer to home. Bear in mind I'm sort of four hours away from home in Yeovil and then this this takes me to a sort of an hour and a half away and um, living in London. It's just a different experience to the to the West Country. Um, and I was excited. I was really excited because this was halfway through the the Championship season with Yeovil. Don't forget, and Millwall and Yeovil were both down the bottom at that point in January. So it was a bit of, um, it could have gone either way, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and I remember that the, the, the manager at Yeovil, because my, my next game when I signed at, Mil- at Millwall was Yeovil away. 
That was oh, the very next game, yes. Yeah. So, but the, but the, the Oval manager had put it in the contract that I wasn't allowed to play. Ah, yeah. Um, yeah. Which, happen, which happens, yeah. It does happen, but it's unusual because it's more sort of loans where you, you know you can't play. But this was a this was I was, I was, was a fully yeah it was a full move. I was a yeah. Millwall player, and and uh, so it was unusual. It was it was a bit unusual. And I remember going. I travelled with the team back to the Oval on the bus, and I sat there, and I was in the full Millwall gear, and it felt so weird because I'd literally been in yeah. full Oval gear about two days before. <laughs> um, but that the end of that season was touch and go. But um, we ended up staying up with Millwall. We had a good end to the season, and. And unfortunately, Yeovil went down that year and subsequently, I think, went down again from League One the following year. Um, but I, I loved my time at Millwall. I really did. It was a, it was a lifestyle change. It was a, it was a baptism of fire in, in, to, in terms of sort of atmospheres and, and what, to, what to experience, what to expect. Um, I remember at the time we had Ian Holloway who was the manager and he, he wanted to change Millwall's philosophy a little bit and play total football and that's not really it doesn't go down too well <laughs> <laughs> I remember we, I we made, yeah we, we made about four passes um i said i've done a millwall um podcast and i said this on there i said we made about four passes but went passed it back to the goalkeeper and the whole stadium just, just blew in and, and uh Oh, it's just that was that was the end of our um, total football. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. you've, got, so you've got a couple of interesting things there, um, Ed, because first you've got Millwall, and of course their 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 fans are very are very uh, loud and proud, and it's a very proud area. You know, so there's a lot about. I know people criticise Millwall fans, but I've been to Millwall and seen their fans. They're very massively passionate, and you know they they, they love their club. And um, and Ian Holloway, I mean, so what was Ian Holloway like to, as a manager? He's because we always find he's great fun to listen to. Obviously, for those who don't know him in the dressing room. I loved him. I thought he was great fun. He was great. He was just, he was just brilliant all day, every day. Just, yeah, he, he was a great guy. He really tried his hardest uh, every day. You could see it meant so much to him. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was um, really interesting. I've had, I've had some really interesting sort of characters along the way, manager wise. And he's, he's right up there. He's, he's a, he's a great character. And, uh, it's just to just to watch, just to listen to, just to be around. He's he's another one of those really knowledgeable. He's he's, he's sort of been there, done that, and and uh, it didn't really work out for him at Millwall, and the, the fans didn't really take to him. But um, for me personally, it was a, it was a great experience to work with him. And you had a great good rapport with the Millwall fans. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did. Yeah, I got a I got a stand innovation once for getting sent off. Which is... <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's well, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, extraordinary. No, yeah. no, I did. I had, I had a good time at Millwall, and um, I really enjoyed my time there. Like I said, you you would sort of the energy of the fans would, would transmit yeah. to you in the tunnel. So you would be stood in the tunnel um, sometimes for a game, thinking you know you've had a long week. You've had say three or four games in the last two weeks. You'd be thinking, you know, just, legs are feeling a bit heavy today, and you'd come out of the tunnel and. And uh, you just feel a million dollars again. Yeah. Um, you'd have so much energy, the adrenaline would be pumping, and it was it was a good club to pay for. And again, Most some of... trips to Portman Road. Yeah, yeah, another couple of losses, I think. But... Oh well, they have, yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not. So I'm not setting these up just for this. For this, I, I really don't. I don't. I'm not a stat man. I don't have full of stats <laughs> and that, but I'll believe you. Yeah, yeah, but um, no, always, always, always enjoyable games. Nice to be back. Yeah, great. So, did you live in London at the time? I did. Well, South, yeah, South London, and the, old, the older people called it Kent because it was Bromley. I think it was sort of Kent oh, at that point. Yeah. But 
um, London was expanding and getting bigger and some people said South London and oh, I loved it absolutely loved it there and I wouldn't change it for the world um, you know me and my wife we, we, we were sort of just two sort of free people at the time yeah. no children and it was just the perfect time to live in London it was great yeah. Yeah, get on the tube go and get taking a show that was it that was it yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then kids nice. come along. Well, there you go. That's that's yeah, <laughs> we know the feeling. But anyway, so but yeah, so fears at Millwall, and then um, and and then like I say, we go we're going through your career here, Ed. Um, you know, and, and then on, on to MK Dons again, you know, another good side, another good football side. You played for some nice clubs, actually. I mean, you you, you know, took, you must be quite pleased with the way your you know, career's you've still got years to go, but I mean, up to now, your career has has advanced. Yeah, it's, it's been a it's been a good career, it's been interesting, it's been many. Yeah. Many ups, a lot of downs. Um, with any football career, unless you're at the top level, I think it's uh, probably more downs than ups. I don't think people, you know, people see that as much. They think, you know, footballers are just enjoying themselves and and you know just just enjoying being a footballer. But but the uh, the reality is, it's, you know, it's it's results based business, and if you're not getting the results, it's highly stressful. Mm. Um, I've had that. Yeah, I've had some down times. I've had a lot of down times, but yeah, I've had some good times too. And um, MK Dons was a was a chalk and cheese experience to to Millwall in terms of you know atmosphere and and um, style of play because um, what by the time I left um, Millwall we were sort of going back to front four four two and then signing at MK Dons we were we were back to total football and um, it was yeah it was just really enjoyable because I would say I'm, I'm more of a I'm more on the side of total football than. Yeah. Um, I can sort of mix it up and I've played in different teams where, you know, the styles are different and I've played for many, many different managers where you have to obviously adapt and, and style your game differently. And sometimes you sort of sacrifice a bit of how you want to play and what you want to do personally to, to play the game and to, to be in the team. Um, and I've done that along the way. Um, but no, I've had some, I've had some great experiences. MK Dons, like I said, was, it was a really great one. Um, loved it. I went on to Rovers, which was, um, I didn't didn't have such great a time at Rovers. Had some mm. some sort of apart from apart from that half season where where I thought we had a chance of getting you know promoted or into the yeah. into the playoffs. It was it was more sort of fighting relegation, and eventually we did get relegated. Um, and it was really tough, really tough. Again, they're, they're a passionate fan base. They're a bit they're, they're a bit like a mini Millwall in the way the Rovers mm. the Rovers support. You know, passionate fan base, good support. Um, Nice little stadium. You know, they get it packed out, especially for the league. Um, they always be up there in attendances. And uh, yeah, it was it was a I would say a tough time at Rovers. I didn't enjoy it as much as I had at other clubs, and mm. I lost a little bit of confidence along the way. And if that happens as a footballer, and you have to you, yeah. you gain it back, and you then you lose it again, and you, you gain it back, and and uh, yeah, it's 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 a game of many ups and downs along mm. the way, and you just have to be resilient to. To go along with it, did you did um, you come across Marcus Stewart at any at point? I, I did. Yeah, he was he was the assistant manager in my first season at, at, at Bristol. Yeah, yeah. Because my my first season, I had I think three managers. My second season, four managers, and my last season, four managers. Well, Eleven managers at Bristol Rovers in three seasons. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Something, sure. something along those lines. It was, yeah. it was quite. Um, yeah, I think that. I think that was. Was that right? Something like that. It's something mm-hmm. ridiculous. Something crazy. But Marcus um, obviously is a, Marcus obviously a huge hero here at Ipswich for 
his 2000, 2000, or 99, 2000, 2001 season. So he was an assistant coach. Did you, did you have much dealings with Marcus? Yeah, yeah, we got on yeah. really well. I like, I like him yeah, a lot. Yeah, he's a nice he's guy. A, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is a nice guy. He, and he's, a, he's another one that sort of knows his stuff and um, particularly the strikers can, can listen to him. He can, he can talk for hours on, you know, the subtleties of being a striker and, you know, the nuances of the game there. But um, even the other players could sort of learn from him because he's played at the top level. Yeah. Um, but you, you, you wouldn't really know it. He doesn't sort of, you know, he doesn't talk about it a lot and he's very modest. Um, he's, he's a good guy. He's a really good guy. Yeah, very unassuming guy and, um, and let's say, had a couple of some terrific seasons here at Ipswich and uh, mm. should have played for England, really. We all felt at the time he was the best English striker at the time, but there you go, it's another story. Um, so anyway, but also, so, so yeah, you say Bristol Rovers, uh, so it didn't go too well. So you end up, you, you end up at Newport. Um, I mean, what's going on in your mind there with your career and stuff? I mean, how are you, how are you feeling about it all? Because this only lasts three or four seasons, last two or three years now we're talking about how, you know, you're probably heading towards your 30s. Yeah, and, and, and uh, you know, it can take its toll when you, when you have a couple of negative years. And um, like I said, when I had, so my last season at, at, um, at Rovers, I had four managers and we ended up getting relegated at the end of it. And then, I actually moved back home to Bury, um, and I was I was wanting to get a club closer to home. Uh, my agent rang and said, "Look, Newport are interested." <laughs> just read <just laughs> yeah. the call from the Abbey Gardens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said, "It's half an hour further away than where I've just come from." Um, but we ended up taking it on, and do you know what? I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. But uh, Michael Flynn, who who I'd gone there for, he was the, he was the main attraction to Newport. He was a really good manager, established. Um, was doing good things with Newport yeah. at the time, and, and he left um, halfway through. He left sort of um, November time, um, not not sacked, just just left because he said again. He said he thought taking the club as far as he he could, and was sort of looking for a new opportunity. Um, coincided with the new manager's first game. I get sent off. Oh, what well, again? That's that's twice you've been sent off. Have, 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 I'm, I'm, I don't again. I'm not a stat man, Ed. I mean, this is two you've told us of. I mean, has there been more? There <laughs> has been more. There oh, has yeah. been more. I get the oval. I got sent off twice in two weeks, both at Preston away. I got sent off. In, I got sent. Yeah, I got sent off in the league at Preston away, and then we went. We got them in the FA Cup two weeks later, and I got sent off there again two weeks later. <laughs> That now that must be some sort of some sort of record somewhere twice <laughs> twice in two weeks away at the same ground. Yeah, yeah, but um, I can't remember what I was saying. Now. Oh yeah, so the new manager's first game at Newport, I'd got sent off. It was a handball on the line. You know, one of those little reactions where yeah. I thought I just reacted, and it was just as, it, and I sort of saved it on the line. And I thought, oh my god, I hope he hasn't. I hope the referee hasn't seen that because I didn't even mean to do it. It was just pure um, instinct. And he had seen it, he sent me off. And the uh, new manager then won his first two games without me in the squad, obviously, without me in the team. Um, and that's when Paul Tisdale, who I got on really well with at Rovers, he was one of the four managers in the season before, said, would I come to Stevenage yeah. in January? Um, and that was obviously a chance. Stevenage and Colchester are the two closest teams I could be at from Barry St Edmunds that are drivable for me. It's probably from Barry St Edmunds, you've probably got Leighton Orient Stevenage and Colchester. Mm. So for one of them to come up um, was a big thing. You know, it meant I could live at home again and and play for a manager that I loved. I loved his day. I thought he was excellent in everything he did. Um, another 
what, probably the best manager I've played for tactically, the, the way he talks and knows the game. Um, and the, his man management skills, people don't talk about enough when it comes to management, was second to none. Um, but anyway, he called me and said, would I come? And I said, definitely. Um, ended up going to Stevenage. He ended up getting sacked after I think a month and a half of me being there. Um, and then Steve Evans comes in at Stevenage, and that was the last sort of yeah month of the season. Um, and again, that was another season where I'd had four managers again. I'd had two at Newport and two at Stevenage. That's so four different styles of play, four different um, opinions. So that those my last two seasons, I had had eight managers in two seasons, and it it does take it does take a toll. Uh, it it does that you you do start to think like. Yeah, you know, you do start to question everything because you're constantly changing your game, and you, you know, because you want to play, you want to play every game. You can't just go in. I've always sort of a bit of a chameleon of my game. I can sort of adapt it to how people would want it to be, you know, rather than just sort of this is how I play. You're going to play me or or not? I would rather adapt my game and play the games, but sort of do something that I didn't really want to do. Um, and and in that you find yourself thinking am I enjoying myself as much as I perhaps could, you know? I saw Pogba. Pogba, um, he, 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 did a, he had a quote out, I saw it on Twitter yesterday, and it's, he said it was difficult at Man United for him because the manager changed every season. Yeah. And I read that and I thought, I, I would love that. I would love one manager a season. <laughs> Do you know, yeah. you know yeah. I've, yeah. Had, I've had eight yeah. in two seasons. Yeah. Um, and it is tough because you do have to change your game and, you, you know, people don't see that, that side of things and it does affect your confidence because you're constantly on the back foot, you know, you're constantly on trial. You're never sort of comfortable in, you know, this is, you know, and, uh, yeah, it did, did take its toll, to be fair. And um, it, was, it was a tough couple of years. Yeah. But it's interesting. You play, you play with some quite – do you play with – you said Skiverton at Yeovil – and yeah. uh, you know Holloway and Evans and Tidster. I mean, you and, and even starting off at Ipswich, yeah, Roy Keane was there for a while. You know, you, you've you've played with some. You, you've had a lot of managers, but I mean, you've, yeah. had, some, some, you've had some 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 really well-known managers in the game, haven't you? There's no doubt about. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. It has been quite a journey, and generally, I've I've sort of played for them all. There's been a few that um, haven't haven't you know had me in in, in their teams, um, but the percentage-wise, this is a decent percentage that that have played me which is nice, you know, because to have so many different opinions and, and yeah. to, to play is, I think, is, is a good thing. Um, but like I said, that's my sort of adaptability to, to things and then maybe I've sort of sacrificed my own game a little bit and to, to get the games in. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a journey. It's been a really interesting journey. Um, certainly been interesting. Has it been... Ever has there ever been any Ipswich interest you're aware of or not at all or any over the, there, over the years? There was a time um, when I left Yeovil in the Championship, there was, a, there was some interest from Ipswich. Um, and Brian called me again, actually. He said, look, would you be interested in coming back? Um, I said, of course I would. You know, I'd, you know, I'd love to, you know, I'd love to. Yeah. Um, but it never really got any further than that. It was just a one phone call and it never sort of got, never, you know, it never got to the point of, Here's what we're offering, or yeah. you know, this is you know, this is what we're going to do. So uh, that was as, that was as close as it got to coming back mm. that season. 
It's interesting. So, I mean, so we've gone. It's a bit of a full circle with you, really. It has that. It's been, you know, I think it's a really interesting, you know, listen to you. I didn't know all, a lot of this. You see your stats and stuff, but you'd actually listen. It's really fascinating that you, there you were, that 15 year old, you know, banging at the top quarter at Portman Road, win the FA Youth Cup with Ipswich Town, only get to make a couple of games. Um, and then off you go on this journey. Um, and as you said, perhaps Ipswich Town, they, they did you a favour, really, or Roy Keane did? or Roy Keane definitely did, yeah. It was, uh, it was, like I said earlier, it was the best thing that could have happened to me because. Mm-hmm. You could slave away for, you know, for years trying to get a game and trying to break in, and it, you, you might do. But if you don't, you're in trouble because when you get released at 22, 23, and you haven't played any games, mm. there aren't many teams that are going to take you at that point. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, in terms of advice, that, that was one of the best bit of advice yeah. I've ever been given. Now, so he, so here we are, that full circle thing, and you're here at Stowe Market Town now. So they play Ismian. Ismian North, which is if anyone wants to go and have a look, it's a good stand of football. It's a, got a few teams actually in the league. I hope you're looking forward to this. Um, Ed, you've got Barry, you got well, you got Barry, you got Barry's Barry St. Edmunds, of course, Barrier in your in your league. So that'll be that'll be fun over at Ram Meadow, Sudbury, big rivals of Barry. So they'll yeah. boo you, they'll boo you all the time. Yeah. You've got support <laughs> yourself, and um, and Felix Stone Walton, of course, are in there as well. Um, so and uh, I think Lowestoft, yeah, Lowestoft Town System, Suffolk Club says a lot. I mean, this is, but this is going to be very different for you, Ed. There's no doubt. I mean, you come from, you know, no disrespect to I say I love non-league, no disrespect to the level, but it is different. Um, but you're excited, clearly. You yeah, I am excited. Way. And it will be different because last year was, last season was the first season I played in League Two. So my whole mm. career up to then had been Championship and League One. So um, I've sort of skipped a few, di- <laughs> a few divisions on the way. Um, but I'm really, I am excited about it. I'm mm. looking forward to it. I think that, you know, I'm still 32. I think there's a lot yeah. for me still left to bring to the table. And, you know, Stone Market have obviously going to want to see that from me. And I'm looking forward to, to a different, a different um, challenge. I think mm. certainly a different challenge. You know, it's a different challenge in terms of I've gone from training every day to training twice a week on an evening. And that's a different challenge for me as well because. Mm. I've gone from being so set in my ways of what I'm doing and being told where where I've got to be and you know what you know what time and what I'm doing to sort of off a little bit off my own back to keep fit. Mm. Obviously, you know Tuesday and Thursday, but um, me personally, I'd, I'd like to sort of do a bit more in between mm. off my own back to sort of stay ahead of it. Um, and I think you have to. Um, but again, I'm, I'm lucky to be able to do that. A lot of the boys that that play, you know, they've got full time jobs and yeah. and. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting. It's, it's it's that's another point as well is that this gives me a little chance to sort of see what I enjoy doing yeah. outside of football because sometimes I think you can you can sort of drag out your football career as long as you can, but then at the end of it you're sort of thrust into the real world with yeah. no idea of what you're doing, what you like doing, where you know what your what your interests are, and and this doing this sort of part time football gives me a chance during the days and during the weeks to find out what I'm interested in, what I enjoy, because my mum and dad, when we speak about it and, you know, we've spoke before and said, what are you going to do after football? And, and I said, oh, you know, I don't know. I just, and they say, well, what do you enjoy doing? And, and my, my answer is, I don't know. I don't know what I, I don't even know what I enjoy because I've come straight from school yeah. to professional football at Ipswich and I've done nothing different. I've known nothing different. I haven't had a job a proper job you know in obviously in that time and and it gives me a chance to sort of see find out a bit about myself and what I enjoy and what I don't enjoy and um, a bit of time to sort of work out where I want to go with this and you know plan for the future with a bit more assurity and 
And yes, I was I was really anxious at the start with this, you know, the, the decision. But it's um, you can sort of look at it two ways. And now I'm looking at it now with a really positive mindset, and mm. it's exciting. And, and absolutely, a non-league football. And I, I don't mean this, you know, I'm not, but non-league football doesn't doesn't pay peanuts anymore. If you're a decent player, you can get paid some a reasonable decent amount of money, and you can go and play. And as you say, you're now going to have that opportunity to keep playing for another how many years you wish really um and as you say and find and find other things to do but have you give have you you surely haven't given up on ever going back in the pro game again ed i haven't, haven't given up on it but this was a decision where i had the i had choice i had you know choices to stay in the pro game and i've decided i've decided you know to go this way so it's not like you know i'm still sort of clinging on to that dream because i would have just chosen yeah i would have just stayed this was a this was a different uh, route for me it was like a crossroads in a way and, I, and I've took a I've took a route that I think um, is different I'm not sure many people would would, would take the same route mm. um, so I think it's quite brave to sort of you know to make this decision but mm. it's it's you know Paul Musgrove the manager at Stone Market and everyone at the club has have really looked after me um, and they've really sort of made the decision easier for me Mm. Um, in a lot of different ways, and yeah, it's, it's an exciting one. It is mm. an exciting one. Yeah, and I'm ex- I'm looking forward to the season. Um, a lot of local teams. Mm. Um, obviously, oh, away from football, I've, I can spend more time with my family and yeah. um, take my little girl to school and pick her up from school. And it's a uh, it's a definitely a different lifestyle than the one I've been used to. But I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, good for you. They're not. They're not. They're not years you get back very quickly with your children. Ed, as you, you know, a lot of a lot of us family people know. So that's terrific. And I mean, yeah, and Stonemark are a terrific club. Uh, I know yeah. Paul Musgrove well. He's a, he's, a, he's a great lad. So there's lots of good stuff down there at Stonemark. And as you say, I think it's really interesting. I actually, I quite admire what you're doing. I think you've got. I think you've. you've I think that's quite a cool. That's a cool thing to be doing. You're, you're trying to find yourself, but you can still play football. Every, you, know, you can still play yeah. football every every weekend. So that's that's, that's it. Cool. That's exactly it. Yeah, that is exactly it. Um, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Look, so look forward to. I, I, I say so. We come to the end of this uh, podcast with with Ed up. So I hope everyone's enjoyed listening to, to Ed's stories of a. Uh, you know, he's he's been sent off so many times. I never realised he's such, he's such a such a red card man in our midst. He doesn't look it, does he? Doesn't. If you watch on video, does this man look like a, a 50 time red card man? Of course he does. But anyway, great football career. But look, hey, we, you, we we alluded earlier on to 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 Ipswich Town, of course, where where it all started, of course, with that that young fifteen year old. Smashing the top, I must have mentioned that five times in this podcast. It's such a good goal, I do remember. It. <laughs> not enough, um, not enough. So, um, but and you're talking about Ipswich Town now. Ipswich Town, of course, we're in League One. They've been in League One now. I think this is their fourth season. Now we've got of targeting League One. You said how tough it is. Uh, a new broom, uh, very much so. New owners came in last season, and Kira McKenna. I don't know if you know anything about Kira McKenna or not, but you did allude to the fact that you think there might be some good stuff going on here, and you've got friends of Ipswich Town fans. So, Ed, you know, you know, give us give us a bit of positivity. Well, like I said in our in our chat just before this, I, I do I'm seriously feel good about this season for Ipswich, and I, I've seen you know the end of last season. Um, I'm sure everyone has got that feel good factor back from the end of last season, um, but like I said before, it's it's a tough league. It is a really tough league to get out of, and, and big clubs come in this league and they get stuck. Um, and and actually, League One this season, you've got some some really big clubs. It's not going to be an easy league again, but in terms of in terms of squads and the manager that you've got, I think you're you're right up there. Um, I can't I can't see there being I can't see there being many better squads than you. 
in the league. Um, bigger budgets. He's probably got them the biggest budgets now as well, which is a diff- you know a new thing for Ipswich. And um, I just got such a positive feeling about this year. Um, even the kit, the kit's oh. the best. The best kit I've seen. In I, I want to get one. I honestly want. I might get one. <laughs> you need to. You need. I, Andy Warren should have been doing this. My colleague Andy Warren. He he loves a good kit. And uh, yeah. yes, everyone, everyone's everyone's really. I mean, I'm not a kit man myself. I wear silly tops like this. But I mean, I'm not a kit man. But I must be honest. Um, yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people love it, of course. And of course, he, Ed, Ed, your name's Ed. Of course, we've got we've got Ed Sheeran a, a sponsor yeah. of the kit as well. What do you think of that? It's tremendous. I just, I just think there's so many good things going for the club at the moment that you you got to ride when you've got this, you know, this sort of feel good factor. You've just got to ride the wave as long as you can and take it where it takes you. Um, you see all the negative comments on on Twitter half the time, and, and uh, it's just nonsense, you know. When, when you get when you get something good going on, you just have to stick with it. And Ipswich, in my opinion, have got something good going on. Uh, and I'm sure, not, you know, not just my opinion. That's the opinion of many people around at the moment. And uh, just enjoy it. You know, the feel good factors back at the club. You know, this, the stadium's going to be packed every week. It's it's going to be bouncing. Um, the football's going to be enjoyable to watch. There's no sort of in my in my opinion. There's no downside at the moment to Ipswich Town to anything that's going on there um, spoke to Brian actually saw Brian Klug and he was he was saying the club's in a great place and it's going up um, and I think it is I echo that you, you, you like you, you like that kit don't you, you, you I, I love that kit I can see you wander around Green's Meadow at Stowmarket with it on which will, <laughs> after the game or something that would be fantastic so uh, well look Ed it's great just, if, so if you had a favourite other a couple of things a favourite other so who's your what is your favourite club what, I mean you said a, oh, Manchester United you said are you still a Man United fan uh, when, you, when you play professional your sort of love of watching teams and goes down in my opinion and, and it's you don't obviously I, you know you never go to the games and you never even get to see the games because you're playing at the same time half the time so yeah. um, you're so wrapped up in yourself and your own career that nothing else really <laughs> matters no. No, um, but yeah growing up I was, I was a big Man United fan I remember I cried when when uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer scored the goal to, to win the treble uh, cried with happiness and yeah. Uh, yeah so it'd be, it'd be nice sort of to get back to that sort of fan um, life, you know, yes, and and you know, really taking an interest in teams, and I'll take my son and my daughter to to the Ipswich games for sure. Excellent. Um, yeah, I will. It'd be good. But it's funny, but you're right about that because as journalists, the people often say how lucky you are, be journalists, football journalists, and we are. You know, obviously we're the press box, of the, but hmm. you miss. As a journalist, you can't stand up, start screaming, shouting if town scores. You just have to sit and like tweet something or write write something. <laughs> down the, you know, no emotion. I, I love going to a game where I can just go and watch a game. Uh, if yeah. I'm, you know, I'd, I'd rather play. You know, I quite like go pay some money and go and stand in the crowd. It is fantastic. To, that you know, being part of all that is is wonderful. So, um, um, do, do, what's your favourite? Have you put you know, is it box sets? Do you, do you watch any box sets at the moment? Are you into any box sets? Is there anything right now uh, that's sort of uh, floating your boat a little bit? Ed, or anything you're into? At the moment, I'm watching Better Call Saul. It's like right, a doesn't mean, that doesn't mean anything to me, no, but I'm sure yeah. our fans out there will love it. It's like a spin-off from Breaking Bad. Have you ever seen Breaking oh, Bad? Yes, I have, yes. All right. Yes, yeah, so it's the lawyer. It's a spin-off and it's all mm. about the lawyer and it's uh, it's great. It's real slow burner and if you if you look away, you can sort of look back again in half an hour and still know what's going on. It's one of those, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those yeah, sorts yeah. of things. Uh, but it's good. It's just really sort of relaxing and um, it's, 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 it's fun. I like it a lot. Right. If I had to take you out for a pizza, what topping would you have? And don't say pineapple. 
pepperoni meat feast or something yes of course very good so good and solid are you a bit of an instagram man or a facebook man or what what sort of social, um, social media man if i had to pick one it would be instagram i've got yeah. instagram twitter and, and facebook but i scroll through them all and waste all my time on them and get <laughs> half an hour in thinking what am i doing <laughs> What's I you're not alone don't worry well yeah. look, it's been absolutely fantastic talking to you i mean um i mean so just a final worry i mean like i say all started ipswich town um, and hopefully you might be even take your kids now to Ipswich Town. I mean, that's, that, that's, that's a big, yeah. that's a big, it's been a big, big, big time for you. Big yeah, it'd be lovely. It'd be lovely. I'd really, I'd really enjoy that. And, uh, you know, getting back into the local football and mm. yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It's, it's, uh, it's something that's a long time coming and you're a football, you're a footballer for what feels like two or three years, but you know, it's, it's, it's been 16 and yeah. it goes so quick. You wouldn't believe um so it's yeah it's 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 uh I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to those sorts of little things and spending more time with my family and uh, yeah i can't wait yeah excellent ed look it's been absolutely terrific talking to you and uh lovely lovely to see your caps as well thank you very much for all those, for those if you can, all those on audio they are there um we had a nice <laughs> look at them and that's terrific um look it's been fantastic to talk to you ed i really really do appreciate your time best of luck with stone market town if any Ipswich town fans you, you you know if you're always taking a non-league game anyway if you can't get to portman road or town or away but uh ed will be playing out at uh, out at stone market so you better catch him and um yeah it'd be great so uh hey, final word for you ed i mean just just looking forward to the season i suppose and uh yeah, remember remembering that FA Youth Cup winning goal. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that one last time. Thank you very much. <laughs> Save me from bringing it up. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Good to talk. Oh, well, great. Thanks very much, Ed. And uh, that was Ed Upson. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Kings Van Good podcast. There's plenty more coming up from the team um, throughout the season. And Ed, Ed, once again, have a cracking season. We'll look forward to seeing seeing how you're getting on at Stone Mark. I hope not too many red cards, of course. We always see a, bit, a little less of that. But um, <laughs> you know, it'd be great to follow how you get on there. Good luck to everyone at Stone. And good luck to uh, yeah, good luck to you and, uh, and your family. Thanks very much for joining us. Cheers, Mike. Thanks a lot. <laughs>